Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touch by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel. I'm here with your host today and founder of Touch by Horse, Melissa Pierce. Hello, Melissa. Hey, Chris. Good to see you again. It's great to see you again. Yes, yes. I love all the work that um, every person that's come on, every host that's come on and shared their story and their, their important work in the world has been so cool. But it's always fun to come talk to you because you started all this. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm the alpha mare of the herd, right? Nice. I love it. Yes, for sure. Well, I want to explore, we get to explore some of the actual work uh, that, what, like, what does the session look like? But I also want to start with um, sort of the intensive work that all of these practitioners go through because it's not like a normal certification process. So let's just start there because I think it really sheds light on the kind of work that happens. I appreciate that. And I, I do think it's one of the main distinctions between our type of equine assisted work and many of the others that are out there. Yeah. It, this, this work attracts people who want to really dig deep and do some very uh, longevity training, so to speak. So they actually train with me for a minimum of two years. Wow. And their training get a lot of different competencies. So obviously equine knowledge. Not everybody that crosses our bow has a depth of equine knowledge, but we have a way to help them gain that through the program. And I view horses differently. So they're learning yeah. it through the viewpoint of horses as healers, not learning to ride or right. horse handling, but horses as healers. Got so it, yeah. Um, a lot around human dynamics. I am a psychotherapist, so I took kind of the, the best of what psychotherapists are trained and their knowledge that they learn about why we're different when trauma hits at us at different ages or what are the main defenses that we use in life that type of thing and put mm. that into the program. A lot on somatics and intuitive insight. So somatics are the energy fields of the body. And we teach it both from the human body, but also the equine body as well and how those two come together. So the somatics of the horse and the somatics of the person. Right, and how those melt together and what they're really telling us. And then of course coaching because they're learning to be coaches. So. Uh, I myself have been a professional coach for 25 years, so right from the beginning of coaching. So they learn a lot about coaching, what it is, the different models of coaching, how to do coaching over the phone professionally, how to create a wow. career. A ton in business, because mm -hmm. I find, Chris, that a lot of people that want to learn something new, they really have no idea how to go out and market it or yeah. how to speak about it professionally to others so they're interested. So we, we yeah. stress the business side. Branding That's a ton. And the that, business side. It's a lot. Those five alone would be, you know, two-year programs on their own. Yeah. That's a it's ton of... own personal work, too. Uh, mm. In Gestalt, we really believe that if you're going to throw a lifesaver to somebody in the ocean, you better know how to swim, right? Right, so yeah. done your own work looked at your own family of origin and whatever pain or trauma has happened in your own life before you sit capable to sit in the presence of someone else. So they've done all of this in two years. It's a very wow. expensive program. I think that's really important. I, th I think people can tell um, when, you, <laughs> when you've gone down in the shadows and you've looked at your own stuff, people can sense the strength and quiet, co quiet confidence that you have when you're leading them through their own. Exactly. Versus if it's just regurgitating something you read in a book. Exactly. And, and it prevents what we call confluence. Mm -hmm. So if, if the coach is sitting there and they've done their work on a trauma that the client now brings up their own, 
they're not assuming how the client feels. They're not projecting onto them their own mm -hmm. pain. You know, it's clean. It's all yeah. very, very clean. So it's the client's experience is primary. I think that's important too, because I think if I'm, a, you know, th this type of work can really access some things. And for me to feel comfortable as a client, wanting to trust my shadows, my, the, the work I need to get through with someone else, I need to, I want, I want to feel like they, that it's safe, that, right? Like that they won't judge me. They won't try to mansplain me <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. Number one, that it's safe, that it's confidential. Totally. Um, for us, it's sacred. It's really a yeah. sacred on between the coach and their client that what transpires there stays there yeah and the horse never tells the secret so they're very safe right yeah it's so good i love that what when they go through this two-year program um like is it walk me through some of the stuff in those two years are they coming out to your ranch for three times four times a year how does that yeah, unfold yeah, right so so they do two years of curriculum class i do teach it live at this mm -hmm. point and it's on a conference call. So they go to a webinar uh, one hour a week and they're listening to class live and the curriculum covers all those things we just spoke about. And so yeah. it's a very rich didactic curriculum. Then they have all kinds of homework that's assigned by both me and their coach. They're given a coach when they mm. come into the program. Nice. So they meet with that coach twice a month for two years, 48 private sessions with a wow. coach to go wow. through. And that coach really knows them and knows their goals and who they are and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and their values, all of that. So they figure all that along the two years as well. Wow. Uh, they meet with me eight times in person for what we call core. So that's a four day in person workshop. And because I set it up the way I did where the didactic is done over the phone, mm -hmm. that's the hands-on. That's the hands-on yeah. with the horses in the coaching they're in the trench for those uh, four days, eight different times. Got it. Yeah. They do a foundation course in addition to that, uh, which is an in-person uh, course there too. So they're, they're pretty busy that entire time. Takes the average person about two hours to three hours a week to complete the requirements of the course. So Got it. a lot of them work full time, have kids, you know, they have a life yeah. concurrent yeah. with the learning but they disengage from their life for four days at a time, eight different times. So basically two trips per semester. Yeah. What do you, what is the, it's a, it's a big ask for somebody to um, go through two years of training and 48 coaching sessions and working on themselves. So what do you, what do you find is like the common thread that has, like, what is it about these people that say, I want this in my life? What, That's what is that? I think two different things. I think they are people who have a sincere desire to make a difference in somebody's life mm -hmm. transformationally. Yeah. Not just have horses as a tool, teach somebody an aha about themselves, mm -hmm. but to really know that at the end of this course, when they're certified, they can sit in the presence of pain, have the person's pain left in that arena. They leave their transformed for life from it. So it's extremely powerful. And also I think the other thing is their viewpoint on horses is not the horse as a tool. It's the horse as a partner. It's the mm. horse having its own ability to think yeah. for itself and, and have a voice for itself. I just had this image of like, uh, they go through two years and they, they graduate with a superpower. Like I can yeah. stand in the, I can stand in the arena with anyone's pain and, and transformation. They leave it in the ring and off they go. And <laughs> they do. it's a superpower. 
I was just speaking to a, a soon to be grad, she graduates a month from now. And she said, I've never been good about asking people for money. I get all choked up and I get all nervous. And mm. so should I start my rates really low and then increase them over time and all that? And I asked her, I said, Candace, tell me something. You worked with me at the eight cores. She said, yes. And I said, and you worked on sexual abuse that had happened to you. Lots of stuff your dad shouldn't have said to you that he did. You know, lots of work, right? So the stuff that happened in college. She said, absolutely. I said, what would you pay for that on mm. this end of it? After it shifted in your body and it shifted in your life, what check would you write me for it now? And she said, it's priceless. Absolutely mm -hmm. priceless. Yeah. That's the truth of it. This isn't therapy where you go once a week and you talk about something and you yep. get a better intellectual understanding. This actually moves it out of yeah. the physical body, left in the ground, done. Yeah. And, and so she got a complete reversal thinking about her own marketing. She said, that's exactly how I need to think yeah. about it. I'm a woman who can stand in the presence of my client and help them drop it once and for all, gone. So I love that. a lot of value there. I think of, uh, because we're in a day and age where a lot of people can broadcast their business through social media and not necessarily have done the work, right? They, like people can almost sell their coaching, whatever their coaching is. And you don't really know like what, there's something to be said for, um, I don't know if you want to call it a gauntlet or, a, or a, a, an initiation. There's, there's a rite of passage to step into this type of superpower, this kind of work that requires repetition, requires a deeper understanding. And you don't just put a, a shingle outside your door one day and say, I'm a coach and then broadcast to the world that you can help transform their life. Right. I think as a gestaltist, the word that resonates the deepest for me is that they have authenticity. Mm. So they've reached their authentic core of themselves mm. and they stand in their authentic yeah. self to work with others. And yeah. that's powerful. When people are in their authenticity, there's nothing more powerful, nothing yeah. to give people more confidence. I love that. I also think that when people work for it, they, they appreciate what they've received. So you move through a two-year program and you're like, I worked for this. Like, you know, like those workout programs where you get a t-shirt if you complete the program. You're like, it's just a t-shirt, right. but it's not just a t-shirt. Like I worked for this. This is the marathon, right? <laughs> yeah. So actually, you know, I tortured them pretty well, but I want to make sure because my name's on the program. Yeah. So they do a very lengthy midterm halfway through, and then they do an eight to nine hour written final exam for me. So I wow. know they know their stuff. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot for them. They've read textbooks, they've taken class, and they've really applied themselves. They've done practice coaching. They've coached under my supervision. To the best of my knowledge, it's the most intensive and comprehensive training out there. Yeah. And when they take that final, their hand's ready to fall off because it's all handwritten. But mm -hmm. they're so proud of themselves because they go, gosh, I've learned a lot. Yeah. And that's part of the reason for the final one for my last check. Do you know? And they do. And I, I think one of the, the beautiful um, facts that we have on our side is that almost all of our grads have psychotherapists as their clients, not just referring to them, but a safe and sacred place that wow. the therapist can go and finish their private work because it's not required for a therapist to do their personal work. They can get all the way through school and licensed huh. to not have done their own life. Right. Good and point. many of them are looking for a place that they can hmm you know, go without shame and in a sacred and confidential place to get their work done too. That, that's incredible. I love that. 
Love that. So walk me through, okay, so that, that's a good like taster of the two years. Now that somebody graduates and they start their own practice, what does it look like? Like how, how do they find uh, their niche? How does, like, what does a session look like? Right. Walk me through some of that. During the two years, they have a vision. They've written a vision and their coach that meets with them twice a month is helping them make that vision come to fruition. So that's part of the job that's going on behind the scenes. And one of the things that we ask them is, if you looked at your calendar and you had four clients showing up that day, each for an hour and a half, what would you wish they were all about, right? Who, do you, who would you like to think, yay, I've got four clients today, we're gonna to be working on this. Like, what's the part that would make your life have joy and ease, somebody you know your heart's desire is to assist? So for some of them, they know the answer right off the bat. Um, Nancy DeSantis knew she and her husband wanted to work with veterans. There was no doubt about it, big heart for it. They have a huge program in New Mexico, uh, all around veterans, and it's mm. nationally acclaimed today. Okay. I have others that want to work in small business groups where there's dysfunction in the business and they want to work with the group to help them come to, you know, a small business staffs like a family. So yeah. they want to say, well, how can we do this? So you've talked to my grads, they all have different mm -hmm. uh, focuses. They're trained to do it all, but they have a different kind of focus that goes in there. So some of them couples, some of them specifically childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them where a lot of them actually, where the prevalence of male and females having their sexual boundaries violated, mm -hmm. whether they're violated by a comment that was inappropriate made in front of their coworkers or full on date rape, you know, in a dormitory, whatever that continuum is, they have a heart and a desire to really help people through figuring that out and not living with the shame of it, putting the shame where it belongs, which is on the perpetrator. Um, body image is another big one. A lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of people with body image issues. Uh, grief, another big one is I've lost my daughter when she was 24 years old. A lot of people have gone through grief that they just don't know what to do with it, how to live through it, how to move through it. And this work is especially incredibly effective for people with all types of grief. Met a woman in Montana a month ago, been married 47 years. Her husband takes Pilates and two weeks after he meets the Pilates instructor, he leaves the 47 year marriage oh. and four kids. Yeah. And went out on his own with the Pilates instructor. Wow. So what do you do in your yeah. life when life completely says what you thought was going to be the next 20 years, the last 20 of your life spent this way with this person in that way. And all of a sudden it's taken it from a thousand different reasons, right? From yeah. health to life yeah. decisions. So a lot of life transition and that's what we mean by that. Yeah. Um, I love though that in, you know, in all the interviews we've done up to this point that um, you really get a sense of this kind of work is it's not just in the healing of something, but it's also in like what's next. Like it actually means that there's something possible after this type of grief or trauma. And I think a lot of people are stuck in grief and trauma. Um, it's hard to think about a different possibility or something else. How am I going to design a positive future? You know, if right. I don't Feel like I have the foundation to do it on. So the, the coaches, while they're trained to do it all, like I say, 
most of them find there's something in their background. Like you met Kathy O'Connor from her yep. own story in her addiction mm -hmm. to one day at a time where she's helping these people. You know, she's trained to do it all. Anybody yep. can go to Kathy and, and have a really wonderful session. Yep. But that's her passion. That was her mm -hmm. life's walk and her pathway. And so yeah. they find their niche that way. It makes it um, interesting for us because the office phone rings and our email comes in with people that say they want to come see me. So there's an option to do that. I'm expensive because I don't have a lot of time anymore to see right. private clients, but I do occasionally. But we usually try and say, listen, we have people hand trained by Melissa. They're not trained by my staff. They're trained directly by me. We only take 30 per year. So they're very in, uh, intimately and intensely trained. Mm -hmm. And so we say we have them all over the country and Canada and other parts of the world. And so let us match you up with, now some people might think the one that's geographically closest would be the way to match it. Sometimes it is, but oftentimes it's by these specialties. You know, if I had somebody that called me from New Mexico and they really needed a recovery coach, I'd probably say it's worth it. Get on a plane, fly to Kathy, stay for a couple of days, get this work done, you know, yeah. work with her, because that's her specialty and that's her niche. So I suppose we're just like all other phases of medicine and dentistry and everything else. We've got specialties, but they're all general practitioners too. Right. Absolutely. What, what does a session look like if I were to fly out and meet with Kathy or anybody else? I would imagine there's some common thread to, even though my niche may be different, there's some common thread to what a session looks like. Yes. They, they take, the sessions take many forms. I think there is individual as the client, right? Mm. So First of all, most of my graduates, if you called to make an appointment, they would ask you not to tell them much about yourself beforehand. Mm. That's different. So they mm -hmm. don't want to go into it over the phone or what I tell them. It's like letting the energy of the work drop on the ground. So they say, you're coming out. Plus, by the time you get there, you're not totally sure that what, you, what caused you to want to make the appointment is still the thing that's the most up for you in that moment. Hmm. Yeah, good point. It's all about what's up now because that's the most important. So usually they don't take a lot of information. They might take a credit card, you know, to book it, to know they're not going to waste their time or yours. Right. And a business transaction goes on. Yep. Then you show up and there are a few parameters um, to have closed-toed shoes because or boots because the horses are big and they never intentionally step on anybody. But if they do, we want to make right. sure your feet are protected, right? What kind of clothes to wear. And I tell people, wear your play clothes. Remember when you got home from school and your mom made you put on your play clothes before you could walk <laughs> to anything, you know, kind of wear that stuff, the comfortable uh, older clothes. And, um, and then you sign a release. And so the release basically says you understand it's a coaching session and you understand what's with a big athletic animal. And then the coach takes you through a very quick, maybe one or two minute safety demo so that you know, if you're not a horseman, you know, well, what do I do if the horse does this, right? Mm -hmm. So they give you some instruction as mm -hmm. to what to do. Um, the horses usually are ready in the round pen where the session's going to take place just outside of it because in our modality, 
the coach has gone out and said, which one of my horses is right to work with me today as a coach? So they're not selecting the horse by which one do you think is the pretty one that you would like to work with? So it's which right. one do I think is, is up for partnering with me right now as mm. I coach you. Got it. That's great. Yeah. Love that. yeah. And from there, the sessions are unique. Uh, most of us sit down, we might ask you what are called the magic seven questions, which is a series of, of just crazy questions we ask in the beginning to get going. Some coaches want to ask your background of your family of origin and do the ancestors, the kind of the ancestors look at your family before starting. Some will have you close your eyes and really search within what, what it is you're here, what's up right then. And what we know is the body tells the truth. The body tells us when the, the session's beginning. And the horse dials in as soon as the client is fully aware and in uh, their present body. They're not up in their head. They're in their body. Hmm. So we have all kinds of techniques that get you there. Um, and from there, it depends on the topic, right? Just really yeah. depends on the topic. I think the part people are the most curious about is, well, where's the horse come in? You know, yeah. what does the horse do? Right. So say in an average hour and a half private session I have with a client, I'm working with two or three different horses and I'm doing probably three 20 minute sections out of the hour and a half. So three 20 minute things that we're looking at. Mm. A little hard to describe, but I worked with a woman uh, last week who recognized, I recognized with her that she had sort of two parts of herself that were warring. And she had a part of herself that was her driver, her type A, she really big achiever. And she had another part of herself that says there must be more to life. I don't want to work so hard. I'm really ready to chill and do nothing. Right. And those yeah really juxtaposed and she was not at the age of retirement but approaching it and she was just having an internal war around that mm -hmm. and so placed her in the pen with the horse the horse is on free liberty he can move anywhere in the pen that he wants and i did what's called a polarity piece so she's literally having this dialogue with my coaching i'm outside the ring she's having this dialogue between two parts of herself and the horse watches it for a little bit, checks it all out. Again, they're about energy. He literally goes behind her on the one side, on the type A side. He squared his face to her back and he just started walking and just pushed her over to the other side where the, <laughs> I want to chill and take it easy That's side. amazing. Yeah. He's laughing and she goes, boy, you'd think he wants me over here. We continue working. She does it again. She gets back over in that type A, starts winding up. He gets in front of her, he looks at her, and then he reaches out and he grabs a button, just a button, just a button on her shirt. He starts pulling it real slow and she goes, hey. So in order for her shirt not to rip, right, she comes back over to the chill side. So two times he places her over there. And I said, what do you feel he's saying? He's, he's saying, you know what, you do need to learn a way to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Then he walks over, he places his front two legs in the type A side and his hind in in the other side. And he just stands there completely relaxed. And I said, what do you think he's telling you now? And she said that I need to do both, but neither one all the way. Mm. I said, exactly. She stands with one foot in either side. He comes over and just stands right next to her, just all peaceful, like, good. I got my point across, right? Wow. So that was the first <laughs> section, brought her out, 
took him, had my handler take him to his stall, brought another horse out. We looked at her family. Where did she, part of it was her personality, but part was a hard drive in German family. You don't slack, you don't rest, you do your best. Number two is a loser. You got to be number mm. one all the yeah. time. A lot of those messages there. Did a gestalt piece around some of the messages that she got from her parents and handing those messages back to her parents. She did some sobbing. She goes into the ring with the second horse. And I said, just, just center yourself and brought her all into the somatics. And that horse moved her body for probably 10 or 12 minutes straight, balancing every energy field. She'd be in front of her with the horse's heart aligned with her heart hmm. and watch the horse just stand there for quite a while then walk around behind her the same way, then on each side. Then she assessed her again. Hmm. She went throat she lines her throat up so that's where wow. mentioned before you know they're the attunement masters so the horse was attuning all of that um and this and is without any prompting on your end the horse is just doing some work like the horse is doing going to work no training all wow. all in there yeah they're they're amazing the, amazing the ones that have been with me a really long time uh do pantomime work and mm -hmm had one, I built a, inside this 60 foot round pen, built a square with these flower boxes, just these little short flower boxes, put the woman inside the flower box. She had been married to an abusive man. And one day she stood up to him after about five years of really profound abuse and hospitalization and all. And so he, he's in the pen, the horse is in the pen. He walks over, takes his hoof, opens the box like moves the side of the box moves into the house and is pushing her around and i said does that feel familiar she was exactly i don't know where i'm supposed to stand i don't know what i'm supposed to do she had a lot of fear come up oh, and like yeah. that's kind of like what your ex-husband did isn't it she said exactly just he i'd be fine then he'd come home and i couldn't be small enough or invisible mm -hmm. enough so mm -hmm. she could step out of the box right but yeah. they don't the interesting thing is they don't. The human is so mm. in what they're saying, but physically they could step out of the box if they needed to. So I brought the horse back out and talked to her some more and stuff. And I said, do you remember the day you set the boundary? And she said, yes. And I said, so let's, let's see, stand in the box, see if you can find that boundary. She couldn't find it at first. He goes over again, he opens the door, he starts to walk in and she says, oh no, you don't. You're not welcome in here. Absolutely not. She's not a horseman. Absolutely not. You are not welcome here. He backs up, she shuts that door and he just stands there. I said, how's that feel? She said, I just forgot how good that feels. Mm -hmm. I do have the ability to do that. So they're amazing. I don't train him to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. He knew, he knew from her mind's eye when she told the original story and he's listening kind of like a little movie being played to them right. from coaching with me and my my ability to just sort of say well let's see if she has any boundaries you know and he's right there yeah. so they're they're amazing i'm so impressed by well obviously the horse th whole thing for me is impressive because you're like this is just incredible like I, my whole connotation of horses was never that so it's real that's magical for me but when i think about um the coaches it's so impressive like to have to be on and present to what's happening so that you can guide and facilitate all of it like it requires a ton of intention and a ton of awareness uh, super impressive very impressive it is they work hard for it <laughs> there's no doubt yeah. about it. 
they watch and watch and watch at these cords over and over another piece and another piece learning what to look for and what to watch for i think that a lot of people anthropomorphize onto a horse which is a big fancy word for saying that horses have the same emotions that humans do or they think the way that humans do and they don't nobody mm. i'm the last one to say that a horse has every emotion that we do and thank god for them for their sake they don't have our neurosis <laughs> in our brain because you know we, they, i think they feel sorry for us most days. Yeah. Like, oh poor chris he's all up in that head thing again you know? right You're right here right now enjoying life but really to get to get extremely competent with this work we're not projecting onto the horse like oh look that horse is saying this we're actually many times going to the client and saying for you what is this horse ex expressing to you yeah. If the client wants to know how we see it, we could share that. But it's always through the vision of the horse, not through, oh, well, I think he's telling you, you should get an attorney and get a divorce. Like, what? You know? Right, right. The horse wouldn't even have that, that conception, right? Right, right? I can say, I think the horse is showing you that your body's at peace right here, that your body's not as peaceful right there. You make the interpretation for yourself, but he's saying, oh, I like being with you over here. You know, if you're over there. I'm not sure how to, how to be safe with you. God, so yeah. maybe others in your life feel the same way. Yeah, I think my kids feel that way. You know, people can make their own mm -hmm. uh, interpretations, but it's based on the truth that the horse has shared with them. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's so amazing. I love this. I, I would imagine people well, listening to this, um, especially if they've been listening for a while and they're not a graduate of your program or like, and they've been listening for a while. So they're like, okay, I just really, this is a really interesting thing for me, would be curious about how to join uh, your, your program. How do people jump into this two-year certification? Well, it is an application system because we are looking for people that we feel we're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for us. Yeah. On my touchbyhorse.com, on the front homepage is a two and a half minute video that really shows our farm and tells a lot about who we are. Then they go to certification coaching program. There's another video that walks them through and that's where they find the application. Perfect. And it's not a long application and we're not looking for people that already know how to do this, right? right. We're looking for people that can put in their own words how they feel about horses as healers, what yeah. they know so far in their life and what their background is. and. I would say about 10% of our students are therapists, 90% are not. They've never mm. been coaches, they've never been therapists of any kind, but they have this internal drive, like I say, to make a difference and to assist others. Do they have to have a horse? Do they have to own a horse? They do not. I think the cautionary statement is they'll want to. By the time. <laughs> We we used to say, oh, no, but now what I see is the ones that don't have a horse, they get, and they just want it. They just fall in love yeah. with them and they want yeah. their own partner and all of that. But no, and there's a lot of horses just kind of standing around in life that don't have something to do. Mm -hmm. So those students find those horses that maybe the horse's human has gone off to college and they're standing around in somebody's backyard doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Because we're not riding them, because the horse has a voice, they're well taken care of, you know, people are fine. They're like, oh, my horse would be good at that. You know, 
are happy to, happy to have mine do it. Feels <laughs> like Airbnb for horses. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Rent your, I, can I, say, I have to say, most of them end up going, I never thought I would, but I have a horse. So wow. that's rewarding, right? So, so if you listening to this are interested in the program, you could go to touchbyhorse.com and find uh, the application there. Um, I would imagine too, people listening to this would actually want to have a session. If they haven't already booked a yeah. session with somebody that has been a host of the show, uh, they would want to do that. Do you have a directory or something on your site for where people can? We do. We have a really nice directory on the side. It shows you where the person's geographically listed, what their Perfect. need is, a little bit about them, their bio, that kind of thing. A yeah. lot of people just reach out to our office. So office mm -hmm. at Touched by Horse. They can write to me, which is M-E-L-I-S-A, just one S at Touched by a Horse. Happy to sort of e-harmony match them up with yeah. the right person for them. They're really nice. grateful to do that. Um, our, our grads have retreats in great, wonderful locations from Ireland to Hawaii. I mean, all over. Wow. Yeah. People can go get immersed in four or five days, you know. That's amazing. Like, uh, White Stallion Ranch in Tucson in the winter, you know, really cool places to go. Yeah. Most of them operate groups, so people can go have a little tiny three-hour sample in a group for a few weeks and see if it's a good fit. So lots of ways to see if it's a good fit. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. so great. I love this work, and thank you for um, trusting me to um, co-host or, or, or facilitate this, this work because it's such a – I love that this is getting out to the world in uh, bigger and bigger ways, of which brings, brings up the point, like your new book is out. That's another way this is getting out. It is. You and I did a great podcast talk about it, but here it is in the flesh. There so it is. Yeah. Have it in the house. So we are ready to ship this. I think it's an excellent book for people who, you know, are therapists or want to learn more about Gestalt. But what I wrote it for was for our client base. So mm -hmm. our client base could understand why is Gestalt something I may want to commit myself to. Yeah. and do a few sessions and really dig into the self-awareness of it so it's innocent it's not huge and it's uh got the horse on the cover remember you and i talked yeah about it's amazing it's a real <laughs> horse and there's actually two faces if your yeah. viewer can see the two faces and that's to represent gestalt says foreground background so at first it's the face of a horse and then it's two human faces looking at I each I love it. And it's a real horse. That's what that, that's actually a horse. Wyoming. He's sitting in Wyoming. He's a horse. That's amazing. And for those that didn't hear the last episode, the name of the book is? What in the heck is Gestalt? We think that's the, that's the uh, biggest question our, our graduates are asked, right? Yeah. What is Gestalt? So it explains it very simple. It's not an intellectual explanation. It's actually an explanation people can wrap their mind around has a lot about my personal life and my own journey through yep. my healing that's included wow. in the book. And so, people can get the book where? Where do people get that book? So they can order it through touchbyhorse.com. It's on our store. Yep. And they can also just write to, again, office at Touch by Horse, ask to buy the book. The office will be back to them and can ship it out to them right away. Perfect. I love it. Well, so what great work. Thank you for this episode. I loved kind of giving a deep dive into not only the process of getting certified, but then what does it look like? Because uh, every time we have a, a host on, a practitioner on to talk about um, the work, it's, I'm always, there's always the question a little bit of like, yeah, what does it look like? Because I want to know. So it is really the hardest, cool. thing, hardest thing to put in words. And yeah. I, I once said to a man who was flying across the country and he said, well, yeah, what is it? Like, what's it actually look like? And I said, well, for me to put it in words would be like you missing your daughter's wedding and just seeing the video. 
it can't be done. Right, right. It's just not the same. It's something yeah. you have to go experience. That's a, that's a great so, so I really hope your your group will go experience it, have a session, and, yeah. and see it for themselves. And honestly, the horses just knock them out. People just leave shaking their head and thinking, wow. And, and I think part of it is you never forget an experience with a 1,200-pound teacher, right? Yeah, right. No kidding. Those things in life for sure. So good. Well, Melissa, thanks for another great episode. Uh, until next time, take care and be well. All right. Thank you, Chris.